overall situation in eastern Ladakh as it is obtained today. Let us have a view of that. As we well know today is 130 days of the standoff between India and Chi Indian and Chinese troops which have happened at multiple points across the line of actual control. Now we have all been reading and hearing about these transgressions and points of contact between Indian and Chinese troops over the years. Some of you were all present in 2007 when the Doklam standoff happened for about 70 days, 70 days plus, but that was at a single point. The difference this time is that it has happened at multiple points and so far happened only in one area that is Eastern Ladakh. The other aspect which is of note is that there has been there have been skirmishes, unarmed skirmishes one would say, and the most important skirmish was on the night of 15th and 16th of June when 20 Indian soldiers including one commanding officer was seriously injured thereafter they lost their lives and it is believed that about 30 plus Chinese soldiers also lost their lives though there is no confirmation or to that effect. This was of course the first clash between the two sides whether it is Amran but first clash which happened after 45 years between the two sides and that is what is a high degree of seriousness which is being taken. The second clash which happened or rather the firing incident which happened on night of 7th and 8th September which you all uh, read about in the uh, media release by the, the uh, Indian uh, army as well as from the Chinese side. Both sides in this are blaming that each other that there was firing but this firing was in the air. So uh, one would say that as far as firing is concerned first time after 45 years against skirmishes first time, first time after 45 years. So this is, I think, the seriousness of the developments uh, which is happening over the last 130 days which we have to take care of, uh, take note of. Of course, it is not an issue which has been without a certain degree of uh, the uh, interaction between the two sides. There has been a number of uh, engagements which has taken place, core commander level talks which have been held now at least five times, divisional commander talks many number of times, brigade commander talks also large number of times. I, one was held only on uh, last, uh, rather day before yesterday or, or rather yesterday on Tuesday. So the constant military engagement is ongoing. At the same time, we have a number of diplomatic exchanges. Firstly, the, at the joint secretary level, working mechanism for coordination and control uh, coordination uh, on control on the line of actual control also having taken place. The foreign ministers of the two countries have had a meeting. A second one is hopefully will be held today. We will see what will the outcome that will come of that. The national security advisor, who is also the special representative of the prime minister for talks on the boundary issue, a meeting was held between these two on the 5th of July. So a high level contacts have also been made. Now the political level contacts which were not held so far were also held on the 5th of September of the meeting between the Indian Defence Minister and Chinese Defence Minister. I don't think it went off very well because it's quite obvious if there was a firing in the air on the just two days after a meeting, obviously that meeting was not, uh, one would say, uh, not very successful to say the least. At the same time, we are hopeful that today's meeting, we'll see what will the outcome, will be there. So. What I am trying to get at is there has been the constant face-off on the border. At the same time, there is constant interaction at multiple levels, military as well as this. 
Now this is something, a situation which is very peculiar and it is not being obtained on the Pakistan front. I think all of you are also following the developments in, uh, on India-Pakistan line of control and border. On the Pakistan front, whatever clashes, whatever engagements are ongoing, they are, there has been very limited military contact to just one meeting which is held between the DGMOs on telephone on every Tuesday and apart from that not, not many contacts have been held. Now what is the reason then one would say that these standoffs are continuing over the years, over the, sorry, over the days, over the weeks. One I think one can perceive is that on one side India has wanted the restoration of the status quo on the line of actual control. As you know the line of actual control there are two perceptions. One is what India considers a line of actual control, other is what China considers a line of actual control. Now that area one could say as a perceived no man's land in which both sides were so far carrying out the patrolling. However, at present in this year the Chinese did not allow patrolling to be carried out of uh, on the Indian perception of the line of actual control and that is where I think a major difference has come in. India has also insisted that there are agreements from 1993 to 1996 and 2013 also there are agreements so India has insisted that let us stick by the agreements which say that all issues will be resolved peacefully however there has been no uh, adequate positive response from the Chinese side. So it is very obvious that the Chinese are intending to change the status quo. That is a perception amongst the Indian side. If there is a perception that it, they are intending to change the status quo. They want to they want to possibly insist that what they consider as line of actual control should be the line of actual control. And that is what the overall developments and what is perceived so far is concerned. So what is the overall situation now has been uh, in the eastern Ladakh and what is the reasons for the Chinese stance? Why China has changed the stance this year when right up to 2017 when Doklam happened it was happy to engage and disengage there was no actions happened. So some of the reasons I mean after all we cannot read the mind of the Chinaman but some of the reasons why this our analysts in India and across the world, they have sort of deliberated and thought so. I have just summarized this. If you go on to the next slide, number six, it is summarized. Firstly, could be the improvement of the tactical posture. Secondly, the vulnerability of due to expansion of the Indian road communications. If you just go on to slide number seven, we have identified in slide 7 the road which goes on from Leh to Darbok on to the Dolat Bay Oldie. Now this road so far was not a road which was all weather where traffic could be carried out in a smooth manner. It was interrupted but this year onwards the communication is through and Dolat Bay Oldie as you know from the map is at the base of the Karakoram Pass. So, it is believed that the vulnerability felt by China due to these communication links could be one of the reasons. I don't know that one would have to just guess at present. Then again, vulnerability due to change of status quo of the Jammu and Kashmir 
state and the repealing of Article 370 as we all discussed before. Article 370 was repealed on August 5 last year and thereafter India published a new map and then some of the political leaders made statement that we will one day capture Aksai Chin and be, that will be part of the country as well. So all these statements could possibly be one of the reasons for them. On the larger perspective, we see at the larger perspective, it is also could be the undermine India's economic growth and exploit the vulnerability due to COVID-19. That is one possibility which, which has been thought about. A resentment against India's proximity to the United States, Japan, Australia and the Indo-Pacific nations, another possibility. Expansion in the Indo-Pacific where China feels that these countries like India joining Japan, United States and Australia may be a move to contain China. That is a perception. That is, these are some of the reasons why it is perceived that China has carried out these moves. We really don't know. That's why the last question mark and we'll have to wait and see when history is written as to what was the actual reason and we will come to some conclusions. But it is important to understand the underlying reasons so that whenever we are trying to see how this dispute can be resolved, maybe we can address some of these and then this, this dispute can be resolved. At the foreign minister's meeting, some of these will be definitely be addressed and we will see whether some solution emerges. Now let's take a view at uh, the how the developments have taken so, uh, place so far. And as I said earlier, developments have taken place so far north of the Pangongso Lake. The Pangongso Lake North is the area which we had shown you on slide number 4 and uh, so far the developments have taken place north of the Pangongso Lake. Slide number 7 gives the complete area north of the Pangongso Lake including Pangongso Lake, the Galwan River, Daulat Beg, Oldi, all these areas. Go on to slide number 8. As I explained, China is not permitting the patrolling to be carried out the Indian patrols to the line of actual control which is claimed by India and if you see the map and the sketch on slide number 8 it is very evident the yellow area which is there this yellow area this is near Dorot Bay Oldie this is the area of Depsang Plains now this area the Chinese are restricting the patrols being carried out so just to highlight to you how the area how the restrictions have been imposed by the Chinese if you go on to slide number 9 and then again you'll find certain dots which have been put in and those dots signify that how the situation has the restrictions have been pay, placed for the patrolling what type of transgressions have been carried out at multiple points in the area of the line of actual control north of Pangangso. Now in slide 9 you find that there is a, a in the south, there is a feature called Spangang So, Spangur So. And you have seen the yellow dots which are there on the right side. Now the position of the yellow dots, I would like to, you to take note. This remains on the Chinese side of the line of actual control. Because this will come in with reference to what we are going to discuss of the Chinese activities north of Pangang So. To that, I have, that's why I am drawing your attention to this area. Now let's get on to slide number 10 and you see in slide number 10 this is the Pangang So and the eight fingers. 
the eight fingers which have been roughly marked on this and you will see that India has line of actual control is up to the finger eight. The Chinese however have not permitted India to carry out patrolling ahead of finger four. So that is the situation that has occurred as far as this area is concerned and these are all areas north of Pangangshu. Now let's get on to the events and activities which are south of Pangangshu and for that I will take your view to the slide number 11. In the slide number 11 you have certain features which are shown in blue that is presently the Indian side of the line of actual control. You have certain features which are shown in red. Helmet, black top, mukpari, the red features which are on the Spangur Lake. And you have on the Indian side a feature in blue, Chusul. So when you line draw a line from Chusul and go westwards, that line will take you through what is known as the Spangur Gap. And this Spangur Gap is a wide gap through which even tanks and mechanized forces can also pass through. And on the Chinese side, you have the Moldo, which is a high feature on the Chinese side. So this is the general layout of the area. Now, if you see in the map again, the features which I marked on helmet and black top, red. Now, these features have been marked in red only to designate them as the Chinese side of the line of control which China believes is line of control whereas the Indian line of con actual control which India believes goes further towards the west you see another red line which is going which is India's border claim where the arrow is given. Now on the night as far as the uh, action activities go on the night of 7th and 8th of September what happened exactly was that the Indian troops having believed that the Chinese were trying to occupy two features helmet and black top which are shown in red. It was believed that these features were unoccupied, it was believed that the Chinese were trying planning to occupy these features and to preempt them the Indian side occupied this area and that is where the situation lies now where helmet and blacktop has been presently under Indian control and the most recent firing incident which took place that is if you go further south of blacktop there is Pangur Lake and there is a location Mukpari in red. The firing incident has taken place in the area of Mukpari on 29th and 30th September. So this is the general activities which have happened north of Pangal so and then south of Pangal.